0: And now, a highlight from Animal Radio on iHeartRadio. You're going to love our next guest. Dr. Norman Geary is a. Well, he has a degree in apiculture. And I had to look this one up. It's the scientific study of honeybees and the management of honeybees. Did you know that, Dr. Debbie? Yeah. You did know Actually, that. apiculture is, is kind of a new area of veterinary medicine. And even the conference I'm involved with, you know, they look at adding in new speakers and content in this realm. Well, so, this, bees are animals. This guy is a <laughs> pioneer in this because he started in the 60s. Also, he is a bee wrangler. He uh, trained insects to perform in action scenes in movies and on television how cool is that wow what a job i I wonder if they were union bees (laughs) he's also a musician and i have a picture of him right here i'll hold it up to the microphone playing a clarinet while he is covered in bees oh my my gosh and and he holds two guinness world records for bee stunts and we welcome to the show dr norman gary so many questions how are you doing doctor fine thank you (laughs) Well, I guess the first question that comes to mind is you trained bees for uh, the movies. How? <laughs> How do you do that?
1: <laughs> well, I have two ways. One is by food reward. I make a artificial nectar out of sugar syrup with a flavor. They love that. And they will come to uh, sources where I, that I, where I offer it. The second one is to... Uh, Put an attractive uh, bee pheromone On my target Which can be anybody or anything And then to release uh, disoriented bees Near that target And they they instinctively uh, Go to that uh, fragrance And they'll cluster all over the subject Whatever it is
0: Where where do you get bee pheromone? I haven't seen it on the shelves at my pet store
1: And you won't (laughs) Uh, Well I I did research for many years And I had I had uh, some uh, specific compounds left over after I retired. And so I just make up a, a, a mixture of several chemicals that uh, are known to be biologically active for bees, and uh, it works beautifully.
0: Now, i got to ask you, Dr. Carey, when you were in this picture where you're playing the, the clarinet, you aren't wearing a beekeeper suit, so you're wearing regular clothing with your skin exposed. How are you not getting stung?
1: Well, uh people don't understand these things. Bees will not sting you when they're away from the hive unless you actually force them by squeezing them or doing something like that uh exception being the Africanized bees they're different but so when i, I uh have these bees in little cages uh two or three pounds per cage, I release them in a uh transparent uh stage with, covered with you know glass. And put some pheromone on my uh, clothing and release these disoriented bees. They cluster all over me. And uh, I, I do get stung now. And then if I make a mistake, for example, if one crawls down my open collar or something, and I squeeze it and actually force it to sting. But bees just don't sting when they're away from the hive. And this is something the general public doesn't stand uh, understand.
0: We are with Dr. Norman Gary. He is a honeybee hobbyist, among other things. And I, I think we all have questions for him. Stick around. Dr. Norman Gary is joining us. He has a degree in apiculture, which is the scientific study and management of honeybees. See, you learn something here on Animal Radio today. So you you got into Guinness World Book of Records for a couple of bee stunts. What were those?
1: Well, the first one was uh, we were competing to see how many bees we could get clustered on a human being just standing there. It worked beautifully. I think we ended up with around eighty-seven pounds of uh, bees wow. clustered on this person. The second one was uh, trickier. I trained bees to come to uh, food reward near where I was seated, and uh, after maybe a thousand or two were collecting the artificial nectar, unloading back at the hive, and returning for additional trips. Then I hid the food reward and substituted. Uh, a little sponge with the same fragrance and reward, and I put it inside my mouth. So the hungry bees came back, they were circling like crazy and uh, really excited looking for their their missing food reward. So I just opened my mouth and gently exhaled and wow, within about ten seconds, my mouth was totally full of bees. I, I closed my lips for, yeah, I closed my lips for the required ten seconds, and then we counted them on the way out, and you'll never guess how many.
0: Uh, I'm going to guess 43.
1: Uh-huh. I have a big mouse, lady. <laughs> <laughs> 109.
0: <Whoa. laughs> oh, All my. at once? Dr. Geary, you talk about um, 87 pounds of bees on you. Wow. How many bees are there per pound?
1: Between uh, around three <laughs> to 4,000 per pound, depending upon, upon how much... Uh, nectar or honey they have in their little stomachs, they can, their weight can change 30 or 40 percent if they load up on that liquid. Have you ever had a favorite bee? Would they be a good pet? You know, do they recognize you? <laughs> uh, they Bees really don't recognize individual people, and they don't live very long. They only live about five to six weeks in the summertime, so you, you don't form that em- emotional attachment to them that you would to your pet dog.
0: Well, you have uh, you. You're living an amazing life. You've done so many things uh, besides the bees. You also have a band called the Bee's Knees, a Dixieland <laughs> band. Is that correct? <laughs> yes, we.
1: Uh, I I disbanded this several years back, but we spent many years uh, performing at jazz festivals and uh, retirement homes, and uh, it was such a fun experience. We have we released two recordings uh the, the the name Bees Knees really caught on. And there for a while, we were really uh, number one on the list.
0: Well, so now you're not any longer uh, beekeeping, should I say? Is that what you would say, beekeeping?
1: Yes. Uh, you're beekeeping if you have uh, one hive or more that, that you take care of. And I, I am still beekeeping. I've been to beekeeping without a break for 70 years. Oh, wow. And, uh <laughs> yeah, I started back in the late 40s when I was about 15 years old. So uh, I've done everything for a bee, to a bee, around the bee. You know, I've had every kind of experience that's imaginable with bees.
0: I would imagine. So as a representative of the bees, what would you say the message you would like to give humans from the bees?
1: Well, I would like to emphasize that bees are highly beneficial to our society by way of pollinating agricultural crops Uh, bees actually uh, enable us to produce one-third of the food that humans consume. So uh, we should be thankful to the bees. And right now, bees are in real trouble. You've heard about it, I'm sure. Uh, Pesticides, uh, parasites, predators, things are really uh, diminishing their population. So uh, there's a great interest now by the general public in trying to help bees where they can. Uh, One way is just by educating yourself yourself. Uh, and I, I hope I can help out in that regard by uh, making my my uh, book known, my honeybee hobbyist book that has just been published.
0: Oh, it looks like a great book! I can't wait. I'll tell you what happened: is we got a copy here, and I, you know sometimes there's thievery around it, here. Yeah, it disappeared. <laughs> it's called Honey Bee Hobbyist: The Care and Keeping of Bees, and. Uh, yeah. Let me interject something here.
1: Uh, be sure that you request the second edition, the oh. one published in 2019.
0: Why? Okay. Is there a first edition that is no good?
1: Yes. First edition is, is still good. It's just that the second edition has a lot more, uh, has four more uh, Chapters that really, really are interesting, especially something like uh, urban beekeeping. That's a hot topic these days. It is, and you
0: know, I have my sister does this, and I I, it freaks me out, frankly, (laughs) because I'm caught up in that stereotype that everybody has, where I'm afraid of bees that they're going to hurt me. But like you say, you have to provoke them. They're only defending themselves when they sting you, right? Sure. If
1: you step on them barefoot uh, when they're on a dandelion flower expect to get stung,
0: you know, when you attack them. Don't they die after they lose their stinger? Is that true, or is that myth? That's very true. But the (laughs) irony here, and I don't understand what the big guy was thinking, when this uh, device that's used to protect you actually kills you.
1: Well, the uh, honeybee colony contains 30, 40, 50,000 bees... And you know, if a half dozen uh, sacrifice their lives gotcha. in defense of the entire colony, then it's very worthwhile, biologically speaking.
0: Okay, taking one for the team is, <laughs> is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. The book is called Honey Bee Hobbyist. I have ten copies to give away, nine copies to give away right now. Toll free at 8405 Doctor Gary, thanks so much for spending time with us today. My pleasure. You're listening to Animal Radio. Visit us at animalradio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.